estoy seguro que voy a regresar. Y para que no se olviden, soy Antonio y soy rayado, por siempre. Hola rayados, la verdad que la felicidad que tengo es enorme. Vamos con la revancha, necesitamos el apoyo de la mejor acción de México para ir juntos con la gloria. Nos vemos pronto. Gracias. Welcome to another episode of the Rayados 90 podcast. I am your host, Eduardo Razo, and joining me as always is Patrick Meehan. Pat, we have a guest. Well, first, let, let me get this uh, let me get this out of the way. Uh, Rompas is supposed to be with us, but um, he's, uh, he's, he's going to be a little bit late. So if, uh, if he makes it on time while we're recording, he'll join us. But we also have, but we kind of replaced them, Pat. We yeah. kind of replaced them. Uh, if yeah. you want to do the introduction, because you'll be translating for him. Yeah, we have tonight, we have a guest called, well, on Twitter, he's called Soy Regio Rayado. Uh, yeah, if, you're, if you're on Rayado's Twitter, you, you follow him. He's one of the known figures, you know, in, in, in Rayado's Twitter. And uh, yeah, he's going to be here today with us. We're going to be doing his part in Spanish, but uh, I'll do a quick translation from the question and also the answers. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, if you want to tell him, like, if he wants to introduce himself, tell him how long he's been a fan. Uh, what, well, no. sí. Yeah, like all that stuff that, you know, we usually ask someone that's yeah. barely coming on. Bueno, bienvenido al podcast. Este, antes que nada, bueno, cuéntanos... Un poquito desde cuándo sigue Rayados, este, qué opinas de lo que está... Bueno, al rato nos metemos a lo que opinas, de, sí, de sí, este, sí. pero bienvenido aquí al programa, desde cuándo eres de Rayados, cuéntanos de Twitter y qué, por qué te metiste a Twitter y por qué esa cuenta, todo, todo, todo. Muchas gracias por la invitación. Antes que nada, espero mi amigo rompa, no se moleste, porque yo estoy aquí ocupando su lugar. Este, yo soy Rayados de que nací. Hace varios uh -huh. años, Twitter empezó como un gusto de, de poder poner lo que a ti te gusta, lo que tú crees, en 140 caracteres, la verdad. Ya cada quien va siguiendo las cuentas que más te interesan. Eh, yo así como mucha gente me sigue a mí como por, por tener seguidores o porque la gente me da retweet o me da like, yo así empecé siguiendo a varios tuiteros de la nada, como que, ah, él habla de rayados, lo tengo que seguir, eh, tengo que seguir las cuentas de rayados en Instagram, en Twitter, etcétera, y pues es un gusto culposo Twitter, Twitter se está convirtiendo en una parte de nuestras vidas donde nosotros ponemos, expresamos lo que sentimos, tanto en, como en rayados, como en el fútbol diario. Sí, este, well, he says uh, he's been a rayados fan all his life, that, uh, so, Being a Rayos fan of his life and Twitter existing, uh, he started to follow like all the accounts on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Rayados accounts, and uh, he he started just like any of us started on Twitter, and then he started seeing like all the big accounts and all that, and uh, yeah, he ended up becoming one of them. So, <laughs> so yeah. So we're having another in week podcast because oh, sorry, oh no. I forgot to... I forgot to mention, and he hopes that Rompas doesn't get mad because we're replacing him tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, we're having another in-week podcast because there's a lot of stuff that's been going on, especially today, uh, since Diego Alonso's firing, and now we have a, a 
if you want to call it a new head coach. Um, but yeah, let, let, let's first talk about what happened with Matias Almeida because yesterday it, it, it broke down that he wasn't coming, but like all of last week, whatever media outlet you want to believe was kind of reassuring that more than likely he was going to be Monterrey bound. And especially with uh, San Jose losing, but yesterday it kind of everything fell apart and and it just wasn't meant to be. And then today in a press conference, he you know reassured uh, San Jose that he was going to stay for another season with them. So Pat, let me just ask you, what what did you think about the whole Almeida saga and do, how dis- were you disappointed or or what was your reaction to him saying? Thanks, but no thanks to to Rayados. Uh, well, first, I, I think I I was disappointed. Like I did want him at the end of the day. I think he's a great coach and he will do good stuff with our with our team. Uh, but if we didn't get him, it wasn't the end of the world to me. I think we could still find better coaches. Uh, now we have a result. Now we know who the coach is. But before we got a coach and him uh, rejecting Rayados. Um, I was kind of happy. I actually kind of wanted that in a way so that we can look for other options that I think were a little bit better than Almeida. But if Almeida would have been the one that came, I wouldn't have been that mad. You know, I think he's a great coach. Yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed. I really wanted Almeida just because he's, he has, I know there is like a little divisive people saying that, look at his record, look at all this and that, but I mean, look what he did with San Jose, and San Jose has a really shit squad, and he had a lot of limitations with Chivas. You know, they're they're only playing Mexicans, so that's a, a limitation on him. And I just wanted to see what he could do with this type of squad, with this type of funds. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, it wasn't meant to be, and I don't know. Do you blame more on do you? Who do you blame for him not coming? Do you blame more on the management? Do you blame just it's just a situation because when I when, hold on when when I saw management at the Querétaro match, they looked very defeatish. They 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 looked like they just they I don't know like I don't know how to describe it. They were they look weak. They look like defeated. They look just I don't know. They just didn't give off confidence. Like they were angry. Like they just something they just they were just taking in the match and it's just like they were like well i don't know what to do so it's just the body language i i just didn't like it and i know we're recording uh on sunday but it was just that that body language that 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 thing bothered me it's just like dude you're supposed to be in charge of this entire club and it's just like i don't know it was just look it just made us look weak that and that's what i didn't like but um but yeah, I don't know if who do you want to have blame on that. No, I think the the blame is not really on management because they get into a tough situation where they got to pull somebody that has a contract. You know, the whole situation <laughs> was was to blame really. And if Almeida, if Almeida was, if Almeida didn't leave Chivas too late, he would have been the coach instead of Diego Alonso. You know, it's just timing hasn't been right with him, and this time it's again. But yeah, imagine Almeida watching that Querétaro game and seeing these two supposed leaders uh, just having that body language. He would, he was like, "Oh man, I don't want to get into that mess." 
Um, but yeah, I think the situation, the timing is just was never right for, for Almeida and Rayados again. Do you want to ask the question, Pat? Eh, sí, bueno, quiero saber tú eh, qué opinas de, de Almeida no llegando, qué opinas sobre toda la situación. Parecía que era un hecho y al final pues no se da. Eh, cuéntanos tú cómo lo viviste. No, yo creo que todos, todos los que se dicen o nos decimos rayados, veíamos que la opción número uno, lo que ocupábamos tanto como en equipo como en directiva, era, era el señor Almeida. Era tema difícil porque actualmente atraviesa bien equipo, o sea, no era un tema fácil. Entonces, desde un principio es como ir a negociar un jugador. Tienes que hablar con San José, San José tiene que poner sus pues en, estos, en esta situación sus trabas, sus, el poder sacarle algo a Almeida, bueno, a Rayados para que se llevara Almeida, este, pero yo creo que Rayados ya había pasado el tema San José y Rayados, ya nada más quedaba el sí o no de Almeida, Almeida decide que no, yo entendí que fue un tema de que Rayados no aceptó que trajera a toda su gente, a todo su, su cuerpo técnico, mm -hmm. Y se entiende, Rayados siempre se ha manejado igual, Rayados siempre es, ok, tú tienes a tus auxiliares, pero te voy a meter a Carlos Barra, que es institucional, te voy a meter a Pepe Treviño, que es institucional. Normalmente Rayados se maneja, Rayados nunca da el control al técnico, control que Almeida siempre les estuvo pidiendo. Almeida, recordemos que Almeida en Chivas nunca tuvo un presidente deportivo y él era el que traía jugadores, era el que manejaba a quién traer, a quién no, quién se iba claro. en Rayados no pasa eso, en Rayados nunca te lo van a permitir desgraciadamente, ahí tenemos uh -huh. a nuestra poderosa inteligencia deportiva, que lamentablemente son malísimos sí. eh, ven videos de YouTube para saber a quién contratar y a quién, uh -huh. a quién no uh -huh. pero ese es el tema, el tema es a mí me hubiera encantado, y yo sé que la gente también, que viniera al medio de Rayados ver a un Almeida que no va a estar limitado porque al final de cuentas Rayados a comparación de Chivas tiene presupuesto y puede traer a cualquier jugador de cualquier nacionalidad uh -huh. en Chivas no lo tenía San José está limitado de dinero no tiene jugadores este su jugador franquicia en este caso se dice que es Carlos Fierro aquí uh -huh. y es mexicano o uh -huh. sea son no sé ustedes no ustedes saben más que yo de San José pero vuelvo a lo mismo Almeida quería el control total. Yo, siendo en este caso Ornelas, sabes que te lo doy porque puede ser que Almeida te puede trabajar desde las básicas, tener gente desde las básicas uh -huh. y también sacar jugadores mexicanos hacia futuro y ser un tipo América, un tipo Pachuca que al final de cuentas pues vas a vender y es negocio. Acuérdense que esto es un negocio. Vendes caro y pues vas ganando, vas ganando, vas ganando. Y así vas formando tus siguientes jugadores. Pero pues, lamentablemente Almeida no quiso venir y ni modo, se acepta. Y nos vemos mal rogándole, ay, ven y ven. A ver, si no quiere venir, que no venga. Uh -huh. O sea, la verdad, bueno. yo, yo soy de la idea de que, de que un técnico bueno, por ser bueno, a este equipo lo puede levantar. O sea, al final de cuentas es un equipazo sí. de millones. Sí, sí, definitivamente. Uh, well, he says that Almeida would have been a great choice, that he would have liked Almeida to to come, but that because uh, he could have taken control over a lot of things, like 
what players come in, obviously the first team, but but also uh, the youth teams, which is that which is a control that maybe the club didn't want to give him, because the club always wants to put uh, coaches from the team from the from the club, and Almeida wanted to bring his all all his his team, you know. Yeah. Um, and then also and then also he mentions that uh, you know Almeida could have been a great project because of that because you have players from the youth or coaches that Almeida has for the youth team they get uh, developed in the Almeida way in this case and then you can sell young you can come up with a lot of young talent you can sell young but expensive or you can bring them into the into the first team which is yeah. at the end of the day a business this whole thing you know Pat if you want to ask and tell them about like the 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 management because like I said on on Sunday they just had like that weak looking yeah. body language and it's just like I know a lot of people don't trust him and do the right the right things and, and I'm one of them I don't trust them I don't have any faith in them especially after Sunday and it's just like how if you can put a percentage how much does he trust them to to get this right okay eh, bueno no si viste la imagen seguro lo viste si hizo viral en Twitter la imagen de Davino y Carlos Vela en el ah, palco claro. en Querétaro yo la tuiteé yo la tuiteé claro sí sí y, y bueno, esa imagen dio tristeza, ¿no? Esa es nuestra directiva. ¿Qué, ¿Qué porcentaje le pondrías tú a esta directiva en el sentido de que cuánto confianza les tienes para que hagan algo bueno? Menos 0.2. <risa> en serio, o sea, sí. vuelvo a lo mismo. En la imagen sale eh, Davino, que Davino, su proyecto de vida, porque se los voy a decir así, su proyecto de vida, Actual era Diego Alonso en Rayados y Diego Alonso nos va a sacar del bache y lo vendió tan bonito que ahorita ese es un fracaso nada más de Alonso, también de Tabino que fue el que lo llevó. Claro. Y la otra persona es Carlos Vela, que es uh -huh. la inteligencia deportiva, la superinteligencia deportiva, que no sé, yo no entiendo. Eh, el esquema, es que no quiero tocar todavía tema turco, ¿verdad? Pero los jugadores, es que trajeron como a cinco jugadores que juegan en la misma posición. Pero Ajá. ahora, con el regreso, veo que por ahí va. Claro. Este, pero en verdad la inteligencia deportiva no es nada de inteligencia. Eh, Carlos Vela nunca había tenido un cargo así, no sabe. Eh, no sé si lo trajeron para que aprenda, yo no sé. Para, o sea, ¿Cómo contratas a alguien para que aprenda? ¿Cómo yo...? empresa, voy a sí. pagarle a alguien para enseñarle, ¿cómo? Sí. yo uh -huh. sigo, yo no entiendo eso, y es tristísimo ver que tus directivos en un palco, sí. con los pies arriba en el, en el asiento, que eso si lo llegas a hacer en el BBVA, te sacan <risa> en verdad, que uh -huh. estén así tristes y viendo un partido del, del descenso sí, sí, un, sí. que estás viendo un Zacatepec Veracruz, para que me entiendas, en Copa MX sí. O sea, un partido muerto donde un equipo de casi 100 millones de dólares lo tienes en la cancha y la verdad, para mí, al día de hoy, ese equipo está devaluado. Para mí no vale ni la mitad de lo que dicen que vale. Uh -huh. Es triste y todo esto vuelve a lo mismo. Ese error de la directiva. No hay de otra. Claro. Y Pat, um, so like once it was kind of clear that Almeida wasn't coming. There was a lot of names still like, hey, reach out to Kike Setien, 
reach out to some 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 poli from from Santos and and so on and so forth. Did who did you who was your plan B? Like I I, I know I'm tr we're trying not to touch on the Turco topic, but I know you're a huge fan of Turco. But who was your plan B before eventually we all know who they settled yeah. on? No, Kike Setien. Like yeah. he would have been the freaking bomb. He would have ran over this league. Uh, you know, that's a coach that Barcelona fans want. Like, that's not, that's not nothing, you know? Um, yeah, he's in all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, he started being my plan B just because I looked up his, some of, you know, if, if you go on YouTube, there's so many videos of him on the coach's voice. There's a T4 football did a little profile on him and, and his time during uh, yeah. with Betis. Yeah. It's, I think if they would have brought him, obviously it would have been a bomb, but they, he was someone they should have brought like over the summer. Like you can't. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because there's so many uh, clubs in Europe already going to set to fire their managers. Like I know Lyon is getting impatient with their new manager. And I, I've seen, you know, fans want him. I've seen um, Valencia. Like I've seen a lot of teams and Arsenal. I've seen some big European clubs or at least big projects of, of clubs say, "Hey, why don't we go after this guy?" So it's like if they were actually thinking about it, they should have done it in the summer. Like they should have not been this delusional and let whatever yeah. the champion that Diego Alonso or the Concacaf champions. Exactly. That Diego Alonso won. They shouldn't have been blinded by that, and they should have gone after him because he's unemployed. Yeah, and it's just they like were, they were know, blinded by that. By that yeah, guy, they should have gone after him, and and he's on. You know, in the summer, clubs already have their coaches. They already have their mindset. They're like, we're we're gonna stick with these. But as the season, as as we're now like maybe two months into the European season. A lot of clubs are looking at their coaches and they're like, maybe we got to make a change. And he's obviously going to be at the top of, of the of the list. So I, I I didn't as much as I wanted him to come. I didn't think it was a realistic option just because he can wait another month and more jobs are going to open up and then he can just have his pick of the litter. So uh, yeah, if you want to ask him who was his plan B. Yeah, si no llegaba Almeida, then bueno no llegó. Y antes de que nos enteramos de que llegue. Eh, el turco, ¿quién era tu plan B? O sea, ¿quién querías en vez del turco, por así decirlo? Yo, qué difícil. Muchos decían que Quique Setién. Quique okay. Setién para mí es un muy buen técnico, pero Quique Setién para mí era traerlo hasta en enero. Oh, no, ahorita no ocupabas a alguien que te sacara del, del bache, no sé cómo decirlo, porque al final de cuentas... Tiene cinco partidos, que los cinco partidos todavía puedes clasificar a Liguilla y tienes el Mundial de Clubes. El Mundial de Clubes eh, prácticamente está en diciembre y tienes que hacer algo. No podías irte a jugar con Pepe Treviño y Tito Becerra. Pero yo creo ay, que a lo mejor Ariel Holland con Herbiti hubiera sido muy buena opción. Herbiti que conoce tanto la ciudad como el equipo, la directiva, varias personas, te puede, te puede ayudar a, a florecer a Ariel Holland. Pero, pues, yo creo que era eso. Un San Paoli, mediáticamente hablando, era bueno, pero era, es complicado. Se hablaba de que con Messi en la selección nunca... O sea, era de, a ver, Messi, ¿quién quieres poner? Y cosas así. Uh -huh. 
pero yo creo que yo me hubiera quedado con Ariel Holland eh, slash Herbiti, los dos juntos. Sí. sí. Yeah. yeah. He says uh, Ariel Holland and Herbiti, which is another another one of the options that were talked about. San would have been great media, uh, you know, media-wise. And, uh, and Herbiti would have helped Ariel Holland really get into in touch with the club for a fast picker-upper because what we need right now is a guy that could, uh, you know, take us out of the dump, out of this hole that we're in because we're five weeks out to class classify for the Liguilla and also the, the Mundial de Clubes, which we were not going to do with Pepe Trevino. Mm -hmm. We needed somebody, you know, to pick us up. And last thing before we switch topics on, on Almeida. Um, so, so what now? Like, what do we make of the season? What's going to happen? Is, again, not to, not to jump topics really quick on, on Turco, but, like, what's your expectation now that we finally have a head coach? Um For the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, well, it's time to time to get it together and know that we have very little points to fight for. And uh, not <laughs> some few few weeks back, we were talking about trying to qualify for the first four, and now we're just thinking about how do we qualify for the first eight? Yeah, for the Liguilla even. Uh, yeah, just get 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 focused. Get focused. And uh, even if we don't qualify for the Liguilla in some sort of incredible way, at least have an idea that when we go to Qatar. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, this semester, whether I want it, I prefer they focus on La Liga, but, you know, they're, fo they're definitely focused in, in Qatar. Yeah. So let's uh, do a good, have a good image over there. Yeah. Well, well, well Let me let me backtrack a little bit because I, I lost my question that I was going to ask before that. But the question I was going to ask just on the Almeida stuff, just the whole how exhausting was this like last week? Because I think it's been almost a week or a week and a couple of days since Diego Alonso was fired. But it was just so many rumors, so many noise, so much smoke. Like, are you kind of glad it's over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It was like it was like ten days, and it seemed like it was two months. Yeah, I think it it felt worse than transfer like summer transfers. It was yeah, just yeah. exhausting. Like you had a couple people contradicting themselves. Like no, Almeida's coming for. Sh I mean, you had uh, John Sutcliffe say it, it was a done deal, and then you had other guys saying no. Um, San Jose wants five players for Almeida and all this stuff. Like it was just it was exhausting to listen to. It was exhausting to be on Twitter every day. And I'm surprised I didn't get fired from my job because I was I was on Twitter too much because it was like, okay, when is this announcement going to come? When is this going to happen? Like, just hurry up and happen because I'm tired of the same people repeating stuff over and over. And and it was just people going back and forth, back and forth. But but yeah, but if you want to ask him how exhausting it was to be on Twitter these last 10 days because you had so much, so much rumors. See. Sí. Um, ¿Qué tal cansado fue Twitter estos últimos días desde que echamos a Diego Alonso? Eh, diez días, pero pareció que fueron como dos meses. Sí, claro. No, demasiado cansado, tan cansado de escuchar nombres, que sí. cada quien trajera su idea, que, ah, es Almeida, está ahora Almeida, y luego que al día siguiente Almeida se cae, y, y luego en sí. la tarde, olvídense de Almeida, 
eh, es cansado, muy cansado, pero es que siendo realista y lo que se estaba viendo, la idea de juego de Diego Alonso, con Diego Alonso iba a ser un mundial de clubes a nada, o sea, te, tenías que hacerlo ya y, yo, y para mí se tardaron. Sí. De hecho, se dice que, que iba, iban a hacerlo, todavía lo iban a esperar hasta el partido contra Querétaro, a ver cómo le iba contra Querétaro y sobre ahí iba a tomar una decisión, la directiva, pero pues lo corrieron porque alguien de más arriba habló y dijo, córranlo ya. Uh -huh. Y pues tenía, tenía que pasar esto. También el problema no es que lo corras, el problema es que te tardaste que 10, 10, 11 días en, en no tener un sustituto, o sea, era lo corro y ese mismo día o el día siguiente presento al que voy a traer, aunque sí. hubiera sido el turco, era rápido, o sea, no es, ahorita lo que menos tenemos es tiempo, esto es a la de ya, uh -huh. debiste haberlo presentado, para mí gusto se tardaron un poco. Sí, uh, what he's saying is that it was very exhausting, seeing, like you said, every day something new. And also that, uh, you know, they, they took a long time announcing the replacement because the Alonso was fired 10, 11 days. And in the situation that we're in, it was we should have announced somebody like that day or the next day uh, that he was fired. But uh, but yeah, that they they were thinking of holding on to Alonso until Querétaro. But somebody from up above called and said, like, no, fire him right now. Yeah. So let, let's uh, let's switch topics now. Let's well, let's get to the hiring. But first, um, our another guest that you booked uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that we had a couple of weeks ago, Juan Bouchare, he he gave us uh, his thoughts. So um, in this, I think let's call it a second segment. You'll hear what he has to say, and then you will be back and finally get into Turco, what to expect. Is anybody's job on the line these next couple of weeks? Just because it, it, let's it, you you you're pretty much going back to an X, so uh, obviously and and the management wasted their one bullet that they had in firing the head coach. So we'll we'll, we'll discuss all that, but enjoy what uh, Juan Bouchard has to say, and and we'll be back. Hello, my friends from the Rayados 90 podcast. This is Juan Bouchade from ABC Noticias in Monterrey. And well, I cannot say that I'm shocked about the designation of Antonio Mohamed as the new head coach of Rayados, but that doesn't mean that I'm happy with it. I thought that he was a good coach some years ago with Tijuana, not that much with America, even when he won the championship. And when he came to Rayados, the first two seasons were really ugly. And that's why, that's why I don't like this guy for the immediate future of Monterrey. He's coming as a savior to save this tournament, to go to the playoffs and to make a decent appearance at the Club World Cup. But I want you to remind, I want to remind you that when he arrived to Monterrey, it was like uh, six or seven matches have been played. Uh, Carlos Barra was the former coach and Mohamed 
couldn't go to playoffs and the team was really nice also it wasn't that talented that is now but it was a really talented team and he didn't go through the playoffs and the next season he fired a lot of players and he hired a lot of players and he didn't make it to the pay playoffs again so i don't know i don't know i'm kind of concerned because i don't think that rayados has a solid project because the mohamed style is totally different than diego alonso's style uh, i heard names from matias almeida kike setien juan carlos osorio jorge sampaoli that were contacted by the club and all of them have more uh, similar style than Diego Alonso and well I don't know what is the club uh, looking for because Mohamed style is totally different totally different and well he knows the players he almost built the whole team and well he has a chance to make things right uh, I do believe in second chances if you ask a fan from Barcelona if they want Pep Guardiola back, all of them will agree. But the circumstances with Mohamed are different. I think that uh, he played two finals. The first one against Pachuca was almost a win. He was uh, disgraced that goal at the last minute. And it was an accident, I think, because Rayados was much better in the whole final. And against Tigres was, well, uh, Tigres was a great team that night. But. Uh, I don't think that now Mohamed is the right guy for Monterrey. I hope that he can do the things right and that I would say in the future that I was mistaken. But now I don't think that he was the best option. I would go with Pepe Trevino uh, till January and then Victor Manuel Bucetich. I think that with Buse, the things could be different I, I don't know uh, but let's see what happens let's see what happens and let's see if Antonio Mohamed can do the things right in this second era well remember Tuca Ferretti was the great coach the greatest coach of the Tigres history at his third chance so let's see if Mohamed can do it at the second I will say goodbye to everybody. Thanks to Pat. Thanks to Eddie. And, well, see you later. Thanks, friends. And we're back. We're back with our third segment. And we're finally going to start talking Turco. Pat, we're... Were you, when it was announced, what was your... I, I know what was your reaction because you were kind of beating the drum that he should be coming <laughs> and, yeah. and all that. And I, and I saw your tweets. You were pretty ecstatic. But, like, what was just yeah. your, your live reaction? Where were you on Twitter? Or where were you just personally and, and overall? Just give us your, your thoughts. Yeah. So, I actually wasn't on Twitter at the time. I remember I was talking with somebody. And I couldn't be on Twitter. Um, and then, but then I checked my phone and I got a message. Turco Mohamed is going to be the coach, 100%. But, and the other message was you telling me 
podcast tonight. So I was like, oh, <laughs> they announced it already or something, you know. Uh, so I went on Twitter. It wasn't announced yet, but um, um, but yeah, it was all over the place. Uh, and I mean, yeah, I love I like getting him back. I I like him as a coach. I think he's a great coach. But I think we can't analyze yet what Turk. I, I know it's official. I know it's official. But I can't really tell you what how I feel about this signing of Turko Mohamed, because in the in the comunicado. Uh, it says uh, for the for this league and the club world cup it doesn't say it will be longer so maybe mm-hmm. it's just an intern like and 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 if he's the interim head coach instead of the pepe Trevino and anybody else then wow that's a great signing but it fits for more than that then maybe not you know yeah so i got uh, uh, when we get confirmation on that we we can talk a little bit more on what i think because i think I was I was excited and everything, but I think Turko Mohamed uh, shows the love he has for this club because he knows the pressure that he's walking into, because he knows if he fails again, he'll never be back. They'll never welcome him again, and also uh, our management, they also uh, shot their last shot because they know the pressure that this team is in. They know how the fans feel about Turko Mohamed, and. They know that this is their last shot. Turko Mohamed doesn't work. That's it. I think they're both in immense amount of pressure. Uh, and this is their last shot. And if they do a good job in La Liga, and if they do a good job in the Club World Cup, then they're going to buy a lot of credit. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I agree that this is their last shot. I think after January, I think they're pretty much their job is on the line. There's no ins and out about it i mean again i'm going back to what i saw on sunday and it, it looks like two people that they know that they're in deep shit like they gotta figure something out because if not then they'll be gone and we'll get into it in a little bit but it kind of just reflects it and it says like what is this project that they have on their hands because they fired a coach a year ago that they didn't think was fit for their project and then they rehire him a year and so later because I don't know, like what is this project? What, what are they trying to accomplish with this? Because I don't know what, if, if someone were to ask me, what are Rylos trying to do? What are, what's their long-term plan? I couldn't even tell you because I don't, I don't think they even know right now. They're right now. They're just trying to survive. And exactly. They're, they're just trying to get through these next couple of weeks and hopefully Mohammed can turn it around and, and, and yeah, but when I I was at work when I got the news, I, I I seen um Diego Armando Medina. He tweeted out, and usually he's bang on for the most part. And yeah. I start seeing other people read. Once I see multiple people like tweet out saying, "Oh yeah, he's returning, he's returning," I was like, "Okay, well let's let's get ready for this. Let's see." I mean, I I I was in favor of him being like a caretaker. And I don't have no problem with this role. Again, he's only going to be here for right. Like all that's confirmed is these next five weeks and the club world cup. And that's it. That's, that's all he's guaranteed so far. That's all that's been said. So we don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, exactly. But Pat, if you want to ask him, hey, how, where was he? What was his first reaction to, uh, to Turco's hiring or rehiring? Sí. Bueno, ¿cómo te enteraste de la noticia del Turco? ¿Qué, ¿Cuál es tu reacción al momento? 
¿Qué piensas todo sobre el Turco Mohamed llegando de nuevo a Rayados? Yo desde ayer empecé a tuitear eh, relacionado al, tuco, al Turco Mohamed. Saqué un video, el famosísimo video donde Turco se despide cuando renuncia el año pasado diciendo que va a regresar y que él es Antonio y es rachado, ¿verdad? Este, yo lo tuiteé ayer y tengo ahí unos grupos de WhatsApp, un grupo de WhatsApp ahí, este, cuando quieran la gente pues me manda un DM y lo agregamos. Eh, donde yo empecé a explicar el por qué eh, el turco debería de ser, ya cuando Almeida, ya era un hecho que Almeida no iba a venir, que yo, yo dije que, que debería de ser el turco. Como fue pasando el día, eh, seguí sacando más información del turco, y hoy en la mañana este, todavía tuiteé otra cosa del turco Mohamed. Este, probablemente Eddie no me sigue, por eso no se da cuenta. <risa> este, pero eh, yo lo tuiteo en la mañana y en la tarde digo, estuve checando los grupos de WhatsApp y le estuve diciendo. Y yo pregunto, yo tengo una fuente y pregunté, oye, ¿cómo ves? Es Antonio, es el turco. Me dice, pues te voy a aceptar que está cerca. Yo, la verdad, no lo creía, dije, esto es falso. Yo no podía decir, salir a decir, va a ser el turco a la una de la tarde, porque a la una de la tarde ni el club lo tenía. O sea, era un, está cerca. Ya sí. como para las cuatro o cinco de la tarde de hoy fue cuando varios medios, eh, ahorita lo decía ahí, de Armando Medina, lo empieza a sacar que el turco, el turco, el turco, y es cuando unos decían que sí, otros decían que no, la gente, y ya es cuando yo vuelvo a preguntar, ya como a las 5, y, y me contestan, aquí tengo el whatsapp, me contesta que es un hecho, es el turco Mohamed, ya a, estábamos a una hora de que mandaran el comunicado, yo la verdad, por mi parte, yo estoy satisfecho, digo, todo lo que pasó es pasado, pero ahorita ocupabas a alguien que, que, que el barco lo enderezara a la de ya. No claro. a la de ya, pero sí que se viera mejor, que tuviera algo de juego. Y para mí este equipo de Rayados está armado para el estilo que Turco de Joaquín Rayados, para mi gusto. Sí. Que era un contención y dos interiores. Y sus extremos con su delantero. Pero claro. bueno, todo puede pasar. Ahora tienes a un Vincent Janssen que al Turco... Puede ser que le guste la idea de jugar con dos nueves, o no sabemos. Puede pasar cualquier cosa, pero el turco conoce el plantel, conoce la ciudad, conoce los directivos. Y ahorita ya, ya, ya la directiva no iba a ser una contratación mediática porque ellos ocupaban sacar el resultado. El resultado para ellos como directiva no es traer a un técnico este, mediáticamente bueno que a lo mejor la liga no, la va, no, va, no va a calificar y que el Mundial de Clubes va a ir a pasearse. Ocupas uh -huh. un técnico que te saque la liguilla, o sea, que llegues a clasificar. Tú tienes que calificar. Es de rayados, tienes que calificar sí. todas las temporadas. Y tienes que ir al Mundial de Clubes a dar lo mejor, lo mejor de ti, porque al final de cuentas, los Mundiales anteriores, la verdad, han sido un fracaso total y rotundo. Entonces, uh -huh. ir a jugar a, contra Liverpool, jugar contra Liverpool, esa es tu meta ahorita. Sí. La verdad. Sí, eh, bueno, 
well, he says uh, he's satisfied with the signing of Turco. He's a guy that uh, he was following. Well, he was uh, since yesterday remembering some Turco moments. And then he asked a person that he knows what he thinks about, uh, or a, a source that he knows what he thinks about Turcos. And he said it was, it was close. So he started releasing like more stuff about Turco. And then uh, they confirmed it to him like an hour before that it was announced by the club. And that, uh, you know, that this team is built for Turco's type of game and not for uh, Alonso's type of game. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, yeah, for sure. And uh, that, that uh, you know, we need something, somebody to get us out of this. Uh, Turco is the greatest fit. And that's the reality. Uh, yeah. At least for this, this semester, to finish off this semester. And if you want to ask him, Pat, like, do you think that if, if it doesn't go well, that uh, the management, they're, they're gone, they're out? Does he have a feeling that this is their last bullet that they have and that if it doesn't work, that that they're, like I said, they're gone? ¿Tú crees que si el turco no funciona, vuelve a caer, no sé, no clasifica o cae en liguilla y luego en el Mundial de Clubes da una mala imagen? ¿Tú crees que... No, no que sea la última del turco, sino que la última de la presidencia o del director deportivo. ¿Crees que en verdad ya, si eso pasa, se van todos? ¿Que es su último proyectito? Pues, mira, antes de contestarte esa pregunta, para mí, si el turco califica, así como está el, el equipo, para mí ya sacó eh, una victoria. O sea, hablando internamente en el club. ¿Por qué? Porque la verdad... Yo ya no esperaba ni siquiera que calificar, la verdad. Este, pues yo esperaría, en mi punto de vista, que aunque el turco le fuera muy bien en el Mundial de Clubes, le fuera muy bien si, si calificara, que la directiva se fuera. A mi gusto, la vida es de ciclos y para mí esta directiva, que la encabeza el señor este, Ornelas, pues se tiene que terminar, para mí ya es un hecho que tienen que salir, tienes que buscar a alguien, un verdadero presidente deportivo, que ya muchos sabemos quién puede ser, que ahorita no trae chamba, sí. este, y empezar a manejarlo nuevo. Recordemos que ese presidente deportivo que muchos conocemos y que quisiéramos enrayados, fue el mismo que, el, que llevó a Mohamed, al América lo hizo campeón. Fue el mismo que peleó a muerte en Cruz Azul por llevar a Mohamed, incluso cuando se peleó con Mohamed en América y lo iba a llevar, porque esa persona, para mi gusto, ese presidente deportivo, no le importa si me peleé contigo. A mí lo que me interesa es que vengas, trabajes al equipo y ser campeón. A la directiva, el, al directivo, no importa lo que haga, su estrella siempre va a ser el ser campeón. Si no eres campeón, no eres buen directivo. Bueno, claro. presiden presidente deportivo. El presidente deportivo hablando de claro. Para mí aquí está fracasando porque tienes un presidente deportivo que vino a hacer también sus pininos. Vino a aprender aquí. Aprender, o sea, claro. Exactamente. Davino nunca había tenido un trabajo de estos. Vuelvo a lo mismo, la inexperiencia que tienes en uh -huh. tu directiva. No me gusta hacer comparaciones, pero volteas a ver al vecino y el vecino tiene a un muy buen presidente. Seamos sinceros y digámoslo como es. Muy buen presidente, ha sabido negociar, te convence a los jugadores. Aquí ya vino, no, no puede ni siquiera convencer, no pudo convencer a Almeida. O sea, ya, ya con eso fracasaste como presidente deportivo. O sea, 
Sí. Eh, aquí ocupamos gente que sepa, o sea, ya, ya, ya no es el rayados de los noventas. FEMSA también tiene que meter mano, decir, oye, ¿sabes qué, David? No, no sirves, ocupas experiencia, vete al Zacatepec y aprendele al Zacatepec y luego ya después vemos a ver cómo te va. O sea, aquí tienes que tener gente que, que, que ha hecho, que, que ha dado resultados en su vida como uh -huh. presidente deportivo, no a cualquier persona. Para mí, ellos se tienen que ir, aunque haga muy buen trabajo en estos dos meses el señor Mohamed. Ya. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, he says that he thinks he's in the same page as us in the sense in the sense that you know this, this this management office that we have is not not prepared and they're all inexperienced and that they should leave even if we do a good job in the Club World Cup and even if we do a good job in in the in this league MX that is uh, still going on. But if Turco can get into the Liguilla, then you know he he'll he'll get a huge boost. Because this team is not meant to be in La Liguilla right now. Yeah. So, so let, let's just get into more in-depth discussion on that. Like, what, what's your expectation now that he's at the helm going forward for these next five weeks? I don't know, man. I want to see how the squad, uh, you know, embraces the news, how they embrace the new coach, how they embrace the change of, uh, you know, the scenery, because it's a whole different ballgame again. Uh, we remember the first time that Alonso took over the team after Mohamed and all the injuries that we have that we had because of the difference in uh, you know in preparing. Uh, I don't know if this will affect us again because you're switching again to a whole different way of preparing. Uh, that's one of my concerns. The injuries, maybe. Uh, another another one of my concerns is yeah how the players will embrace the change, how they will. Will they react positively to, to, to Turco coming in? Will they be like, whatever, again, the same guy, you know? I'm just a little bit worried on that. I know Turco loves the club. Like I said the other time, he's always going to be an option for Rayados. And uh, I think he, you know, he wants to succeed and he, wants to, he knows the amount of pressure that he's mm -hmm. walking into and he's still taking the job. That's, that, for me, has, has a lot of, of value. So, yeah. I think I think they'll do fine. I think they'll qualify for the league. Yeah, but I don't I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't and I don't want to say anything about um, the club because you know until we see them, until I see how the players react to Turco, then I can give you more of a of a you know of a response. Yeah. I I think they'll make the league. I'm just because I'm looking at their schedule right now. They face obviously it's, uh, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday they face Chivas. Then I think this is their most tough, difficult matchup in, in Pachuca, and then they got Veracruz, Tijuana, and Atlas. For me, they should win at least four out of the five, and maybe draw with Pachuca or or actually win it. They, I mean, I think they should win all five games. Like it's not crazy to say, they hey, should. they should they should win all five games at the at the very least draw with Pachuca, and because that's an away match. But they should beat Chivas next Sunday. They should either win or draw with Pachuca. They should obviously be Veracruz. They should beat Tijuana, and then they should beat Atlas. Like yeah, we should. Yeah. They, it, it's they and they gotta win all off off at least four out of the five. They should win all. For me, they should win all five games just because. Again, you have too much talent to to not to win. So, I'm hoping that he can unlock 
what he had in the past offensively. Like I just look at some of their matches when he was at the helm with um, uh, Funes Mori and a younger Torlan Pavon and uh, Pato Sanchez, and I just look at his matches offensively. It, at some, they were always creating chances. It was not let's. It wasn't Diego Alonso's way of football. And so I'm hoping that, you know, they have more offensive power that, or than, than when he was here the first time around. I'm hoping that he can figure out the offense just because this team should be blowing out weaker opponents. Like Veracruz, they should beat them 5 nothing or, or, or even worse. If um, Necaxa beat them like 8 nothing or 7 nothing, they should be putting up those type of numbers against Veracruz. They should be beating up on... On Chivas, who right now they're going through their own coaching change, or, or or they found their new coach, but you know it's they're still going through that. So you know, they they should win all these five matches. It's not if the fan base wants them to win all these five games, it's not a crazy demand. Like they should win all these five matches just because looking at their at the opponents, they're better than them. So um, Pat, if you want to ask them, like just. Uh, tell them the five opponents and what's his expectation for for the for the squad these next five weeks. Sí, eh, bueno, que tú te voy a decir ahorita los los equipos con los que va Rayados estas últimas cinco sí. semanas antes de de enfrentar a bueno de llegar a la liguilla si es que califican y no sé, dime tú qué opinas deberían de ganar todos podrán ganar todos qué, qué cuáles son tus sus expectativas del Turco Mohamed en la Liga Mexicana, que van contra Chivas, Pachuca, Veracruz, Tijuana y Atlas. Ah, te, y te falta Chivas, ¿no? Sí, el... Chivas, eh, Pachuca, Veracruz, Tijuana y Atlas. Ay, Dios. Para mí todos, todos son ganables. No, no, Eso es lo que dije. Todos, sí, sí, sí. Todos son ganables y, demas, y demasiado. Si sí te estás escuchando, pero, o sea, ganables, me refiero a ganables. Chivas está en un paso malo, pero Chivas lo viene arrastrando de tiempo atrás. Pachuca todavía no ha podido levantar como quisiera Pachuca. Este, me dijiste Atlas, Atlas, discúlpeme la palabra por un muerto más. Eh, Veracruz es que Rayados Rayados siempre se ha caracterizado por ser levantamuertos y mi duda sería con Veracruz eh, no más para que se las vea Veracruz no dudes que le llegue a ganar pero en teoría tú deberías de ganar todo, o sea, este equipo está para no ganar para arrasar con esta liga eh, yo le tengo la confianza al turco Mohamed y yo siento que el turco va a poderlos levantar. No sé si vamos a ver ese equipo, en cinco partidos si vamos a ver ese equipo que vimos con él este, en, en, en la campaña anterior cuando él estaba aquí, pero sí te puedo decir que para mí sí va a haber cambio y para mí, de los cinco, ganamos los cinco. Para mí, sí. me comprometo. Me comprometo. Sí, para él, de los cinco, That's what we all think. You know, en resumen, en resumen. <laughs> sí, en resumen. Pero, de hecho, perdón que les, les uh, sorry that I switched the conversation. Julio Davino is now live with uh, la última palabra en Fox Deportes. Está en vivo con Fox Deportes y confirmó 
Tulio Davino que su que el contrato o el turco llega hasta diciembre y que después veremos. So, sí. so el turco Mohamed is confirmed to be only until December and then we will see. So descending on. Pues es que él, 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 la verdad tenía que hacerlo así porque vuelvo a lo mismo. Tú tenías que traer un técnico que te conociera la plaza, te conociera la plantilla y te claro. sacara de este apuro porque este apuro no es cualquier apuro, va a ser un mundial de clubes y te digo, eh, para mí, Rayados tiene que ir hasta contra Liverpool. Jugar contra Liverpool, a como el lugar. Sí. Y, sí, sí. y es hasta diciembre, aparte del Mundial de Clubes, porque ni siquiera el propio Davino tiene asegurado pasar de diciembre. Mm. O sea, a lo, mejor, a lo mejor Davino, muchas gracias Davino, se acabó el Mundial de Clubes, agarra tus maletas y de retacho a, a, a la Ciudad de México y ya vemos qué onda con Mohamed. O sea, ahorita... Todos están jugando un puesto. Ustedes saben, en, en, en redes sociales está la campaña a morir de que se vayan todos. Sí. Este, así que ellos tienen que hacer esto. O sea, sacar un plan donde qué técnico me puede ayudar a mí ahorita que Ajá. me saque de, de esto, de este bache, poder calificar, poder ir a un Mundial de Clubes y hacer un muy buen papel. Sí. Que la intención es que sea un excelente papel. Este, y luego ya veo, si, si a mí no me califica y si me pierden el primer juego de Mundial de Clubes, Turco, muchas gracias, pero ahí nos vemos. O sea, el contrato era hasta diciembre y así yo no meto las manos y no me comprometo a, ah, te firmo un año y luego ya a los, a los tres meses ya lo quiero correr y tengo que pagar lo que le resta de contrato. Ya. Yeah. No, se, no se puede meter en esos problemas, ¿verdad? Ya. Yeah. So, yeah, he says that, that uh, you know, because. Because the Davino and the, the management is also risking his, their 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 um, their jobs from here to December. They're they're hoping for a guy that can lift them immediately, so that they kind of save themselves and save you know Rayados with a guy that already knows uh, everything there is to know about Rayados. Another key points that uh, Davino said uh, about Almeida. Uh, he, said, he said that the 90% of the stuff that was said was false. Uh, they ran the risk of waiting until Almeida finished out his contract and then talk with his representative, re with his agent, mm -hmm. and, and that Almeida has a contract and that he wants to continue. Also, if we didn't accept part of his uh, staff, uh, that we... Oh, yeah, no. The other... This is the lies that he said were told that Rayos has had to accept all the stuff that Almeida wanted, that Rayos had to give them five players, uh, that there was um, a clause uh, that they never knew about, there wasn't any clause, and that there were four candidates for, for the... Sí, for, for sí. The y todos sabemos quiénes eran los cuatro. Claro, sí, sí, sí. Y ni siquiera me están esos cuatro. <laughs> sí, sí, sí. Y, eh, y ahora dice, Mohamed voluntariamente se ofreció a dirigir hasta diciembre. O sea, Mohamed fue el que se metió en este papel. Él fue el que dijo, mira, yo me ofrezco, yo meto las manos al fuego por este equipo porque lo quiero y, y porque no nos cabe duda de que Mohamed ama a Rayados y sabe la presión en la que se mete. Mohamed saying that he wants to, he wanted to be here until December. He, by himself, Uh, said that so that's that's something to value from him sí, claro. yeah. so they i'm looking at the poll right now and they're saying that uh they're asking us people like can he lift up 
Monterrey and I think 64% of the people are saying yes and 36 of the people are saying no or 37 are saying no. So we'll see we'll see what happens there, but I wanted to talk about the squad now. Pat, who do you think is going to benefit the most from Mohamed's return? I want to talk about this. Oh, I think Maxi Mesa will finally play in his position and he will be uh, the guy that will benefit the most. Just just out of a quick thought, you know, Maximus, I think he will benefit the most out of this. That's where I'm at. ¿Tú quién crees que sea el jugador, así un jugador en particular, que sea el que más se va a beneficiar del turco? Yo también creo igual que tú. Maximesa no lo vendieron. O bueno, la inteligencia deportiva no lo vendió nosotros como afición que podía jugar de extremo o como un 10 pero desde Argentina, el, uh-huh. eh, eh, lo que era Erbiti, Erbiti afirmó que Máximo era un 8, un algo así sí, como Charlie claro. Rodríguez, un interior, alguien que te pudiera jugar a lo mejor hasta como contención con salida, no tanto a defender, cosa que aquí nunca lo trataron de hacer, pero te digo, volvemos a los mismos esquemas, el esquema del turco normalmente era un 4-3-3, y jugaba el, el, la, el medio campo era un contención y dos interiores si mal no recuerdo esos dos interiores ahora tienes a un máximo ese que te puede jugar de ese 8 tipo 8 junto con Charles Rodríguez y de contención plantado un Celso Ortiz para mí el beneficiado es él pero para mí también beneficiado podría ser un Banjoni no olvidemos que Banjoni para mí cuando llegó para mí era el mejor lateral izquierdo que tenía la liga. Yeah. Eh, sí, con, con Diego Alonso estuvo desaparecido, pero yo creo que va a retomar su nivel. Y para mí, ponerlo a ponerlo a Leonel Banjoni como lateral izquierdo lo mejor. Y a Gallardo, o hablar con él, que lo que trae, sentarlo. Y ver qué pasa y meterlo mejor adelante que atrás. So he says that uh, he also thinks Maximesa will be the one, one of the ones that benefits the most because uh, Erbiti sees him more as a Nate and, I, and he thinks that it, with Turco Mohamed's uh, style of play, he'll fit in there more as a Nate instead of a number 10. Uh, also, Vanchioni, um, he was one of the best left backs on, in the league, probably still is, and that uh, with Diolon, so he disappeared and, it, and with Turco, he can kind of revive. Yeah, uh, just to just to like not echo because I also think Maximesa is the one that's going to benefit the most. But I think just to just to not say the same player, I think Jonathan Gonzalez might get like a a revival, you know, of mm-hmm. his career. Jonathan Gonzalez, yeah. he was he was really he flourished under Mohamed. So I'm interested in seeing what what this does to his career because with Alonso he was pretty much cast aside and. And we'll see what what happens there with Tim. But who do you think is now at most risk of losing playing time, Pat? Sorry, can you repeat that? You kind of cut off. Oh, I said now. Who's what players at risk of losing their playing time? Like, who do you think is gonna oh. gonna end up getting their play time cut when you know once Mohammed takes over on Monday? Damn. Yeah. Well, uh, out of the bat, I think uh, Gallardo. I think. Sorry, I think also. Soy Sergio, soy Regio Rayado said it, but I think I, I didn't, I didn't, forgot to translate it. Gallardo might be that guy because of Banjoni playing. Um, also, I wonder what uh, Mohamed is going to do with Layun and, yeah. and Stefan Medina. How he's going to 
you, wanna... you know, line them up. You want to ask him, Pat? Sí. ¿Qué jugador crees que es el que más va a sufrir con el turco? ¿Quién va a dejar de tener tantos minutos que tal vez tenía, tendría con, con Diego Alonso? Ah, qué complicada pregunta. Sí. No, sí, es, de, es que es demasiada porque recordemos que Mohamed se desprendió de Medina un tiempo. ¿Se acuerdan cuando Medina es campeón, desgraciadamente, con el Pachuca? Y es Diego, Diego Alonso el que lo hace lateral derecho. Luego, después del préstamo, Mohamed lo regresa y sí lo pone a jugar naturalmente de lateral derecho. Pero uh -huh. cuando Mohamed quedó campeón con el América, su lateral izquierdo era el señor Miguel Ayun. Entonces, claro. no sé si, si lo vaya a dejar como experiencia, gente de experiencia de Ayun, que para mí el Ayun y Gallardo tienen que tomar banca un tiempo. Uh -huh. este, o sea, también aceptar que tienen errores y decir, oye, ¿sabes qué técnico? Ahorita no estoy. La verdad, o sea, ellos también tener retroalimentación. Pero un jugador en sí que vaya a sufrir, yo creo que los mismos que han sufrido, uno reta Vizcaya, que reta Vizcaya va a estar desaparecido para mí. Ha sido la peor contratación de Rayados. Y a, a lo mejor no dudes en que de repente veas en la banca a Dorlan Pavón. Sí, sobre todo porque no va a tener tanto tiempo para experimentar, ¿no? Exacto. Uh -huh. Ahorita vienes tú a lo que tienes, ¿qué me puedes hacer? ¿Qué me puede ayudar? Y a lo que tiene, lo que le ayudó a él en Rayados, era lo que estuvo jugando hace tiempo. Y vuelve lo mismo. Tenemos muchos jugadores que no va a haber cabida para todos. Por ejemplo, en el, en el esquema Mohamed, Mohamed pide a Pizarro, pero porque a Pizarro lo iba a hacer también un tipo 8. Mm. Un tipo interior, jugar por, por el medio. No jugar atrás del delantero. En este caso, a Pizarro a lo mejor lo va, lo va a tener que meter ahí probablemente no tenga tiempo de experimentar, pero va a intentar experimentar con lo que tiene, porque sí, claro. al final de cuentas tienes muchos jugadores de la misma posición, tienes a Maxi Mesa, tienes a eh, Pizarro, tienes a Ponchito González, se te lesionó ahora a Vilés Hurtado, o sea, tienes muchos jugadores y tienes que saber a quién vas a meter y a quién vas a mandar a la tribuna, que al final de cuentas no todos entran. Sí, creo que en un nutshell, In a nutshell, what he said, it was kind of, we all know he won't be experiencing that much because of uh, obvious reasons. You know, there's not much time left, but he's going to not ex not experiment uh, per se, but definitely have uh, some players change positions. And, and, and while he figures out who is going to play in those positions, because they obviously play in a different way or in a different formation than Diego Alonso, Then of course some of those players, depending on what he sees on his trainings, some of those players will will start uh, seeing the bench a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that, that I think we all can agree that the biggest change is that a lot of players will kind of switch positions or not positions per se, but positions in the field or how they move. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting what he does. What like you guys said there's not a lot of time left for experimenting they need results right now and they need them right away so no no time for for that much experimenting with the starting 11 but yeah. one last topic before we move on to the questions yeah what's what's your gut feeling like what's gonna happen like a what's what's the record gonna be for over these next five matches uh -huh. and if you see them getting into the the league yeah where do you see them 
finishing off because I think I think they'll go four zero and one. I think they'll. My gut is saying that they'll draw against Pachuca and then they'll they'll not just necessarily Pachuca, but I have a feeling that they'll draw against one team. Okay. I'm not sure where, but I think they'll win four out of the five matches. So I think they're going to go four zero and one. And then I if I if that obviously would see them going into the Liga. Yeah. <sighs> You know, it, it, it'll depend. It'll depend on how they're looking, yeah. but my gut is telling me that they'll at least go to the semifinals again. Even th- even through all the shit that's gone on, I think they'll go semifinals again. You know, I, 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 one thing that I was sure of with the Alonso is that we will qualify for La Liga, and, and, and just because it's so easy to qualify for La Liga, yeah. and also we all know our schedule closing out was super easy. Like you can see it; it's easy in paper, you know. And I think the Alonso at the end of the day was going to qualify us there, but we weren't playing for something uh, that can that can inspire us or the fans to think that we're going to win something. Now with Turco, we know how he plays, and we all know that every season at the at the beginning with Turco, it was like we're going to run over teams again, and, and he did that. You know, we flew over some teams, we killed them in the first half, and if 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 it's like that again. And the players get uh, get you know that 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 that, that uh, love to play football again because it seems that they don't love it right now. Uh, I think we'll fly, like you said. Maybe we'll draw one, but we'll win most of them, or, or we won't lose. We'll be in La Liguilla, and yeah, it just depends on the rivals and how other teams close out. But uh, yeah, I mean, with this team, we have to be at least in the semifinal, at least. But what's your record? What, were, what would you give the record? Like, what would be your record over these next five matches? I'll say, I'll say just to be a pessimist, I'll say we win three and we and we and we um, tie one and lose one. Just to be a pessimist. <laughs> if you want to ask him, Pat. Yeah. ¿Cuál es tu record de los últimos cinco juegos? O sea, cuántos ganamos, cuántos empatamos, cuántos perdemos, y si crees que clasificamos a la liguilla, hasta qué punto? Yo creo que, digo, ya me habías preguntado, yo me sigo muriendo con la mía. Ganamos uh-huh. los cinco. No me preguntes okay. cómo, pero los cinco los ganamos. Uh-huh. Eh, y yo creo, a semifinales sí llegamos. Uh-huh. Es que eh, la liga es... La liga ha cambiado mucho, la liga de México, porque ahorita cualquiera puede, o sea, calificar. Ya no sabes ni quién te esperas que califique. Y de repente te encuentras a un Atlas calificando y Atlas pues en la liguilla se cae o, o algo así, ¿verdad? Eh, sí. Para mí llegas a semifinal si sí, sí agarrados. Yeah, he says uh, that he will win five, the, the five games left, and they will at least make it the semifinals because we all know how Liga MX is, uh, is. You know, some teams can fall in the last second and some teams can uh, pump it up in the in the last games. So yeah, yeah. that's where that's his prediction. So let's switch over to questions because we have a lot of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me start with the ones I had on mine, and then you'll just pull up the ones you had on yours, Pat. But um, okay. yeah, let me let me start off. It's uh, at Ricky ninety four. He has like three questions, so we'll, we'll get one in. What's your starting eleven for Turco, Pat? I'll, uh, yeah, I'll give mine's last. But what's your starting eleven? Okay, uh, if you if you give yours last, I'll go first. Uh, with for Turco, his they're 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 starting eleven for 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 uh, Chivas. I'm gonna say okay. 
So, Barovero, of course. After Barovero, I would go with Stefan Medina on the right side. Well, it, it's it doesn't have to be position. Just give me the names. Just give me your your yeah, your, okay. your eleven. Your eleven. So Barovero, <laughs> Stefan Medina. Uh, no, never mind. It's gonna be Barovero, Miguel Ayun, Stefan Medina, Nico Sanchez, Banchioni. I think Layun will play. Uh, Banchioni instead of Gallardo. I think Celso Ortiz, Charlie Rodriguez, and and this is where I'm. Oh yeah. This is what I was thinking. Celso Ortiz, Charlie Rodriguez, and Rodolfo Pizarro. And then we have Maxi Mesa, Torlan Paón, and Funes Mori. I think that's how he's going to do his first lineup. If you want to ask him, Pat. Sí. ¿Cuál crees que sea el primer once de Mohamed contra Chivas? Uh, así, nombre por nombre, no necesariamente sí, así. Sí, la posición o no. Yo, yo creo que va Barovero, Estefan, César Montes, Nico Sánchez, Bagnoni, Celso uh -huh. uh -huh. Ortiz, Charlie Rodríguez, con Pizarro. Uh -huh. Ah, perdón, perdón, Pizarro está lesionado. Digo, está expulsado. Sí, tienes toda uh, la razón. Pizarro está entonces, probablemente Pero sea, ahí. Sí, sí, entonces sea, Pero... probablemente es Celso Ortiz. Eh, Charlie y Maxi Mesa, Pavón, yo creo que mete, no creo que mete a Reta Vizcaya, creo que mete o a Urreta o a Gallardo y Funes Mori. Sí, por izquierda, sí, Funes Mori. Yeah, oh, if you want to translate that, Pat. No, it's, um, it's simple. It's simple. Yeah, simple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I'm going to echo what, what, what he said. I, I'm going to go with Barovero, uh, Stefan, Cesar Montes, if he's healthy, um, Nico Sanchez, and, and Bangioni. Then in the midfield, I'm going with with uh, Ortiz, uh, Charlie Rodriguez, then as the 10, if you want to call it that. I'd go with Maxi Mesa. Then on the wings, you go with with Dorlan Pavon, and I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna be a, a little crazy. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, that wing position is tough. I don't know who to put there. No, no, olvidemos que en esa posición a Mohamed aquí en Riyadh le gusta mucho explosividad. Por eso por eso Cardona después de lo que pasó lo lo echa para traer un jugador que te pudiera dar una explosividad tipo Dorla Pavón, que es saltar líneas y vámonos sí. a correr. Sí, Entonces, sí, yo sí. por eso le dudaba entre Gallardo y Urreta Vizcaya, que Urreta sí, Vizcaya te pueda dar esa Gallardo. explosión. Sí, yeah. I'm going to go with Gallardo yeah. on the wing and then obviously Funes Mori on the, on the, as a striker, as a lone striker. Uh, so the next question that he gives, Pat, Uh, obviously, we talked about this a little bit, but we can go into detail uh, a little bit more. But he goes on to say, I think Jonathan Gonzalez is happy. He'll be back in the starting role now after Alonso completely ignored him and doubted him. And I'm excited to see Jonathan back in full form. So what do you think about just Jonathan Gonzalez in, in, in general? And what do you think happens yeah, to him sure. with Mohamed back in, in the fold? Yeah, I think he'll... he'll um... He'll have more playing time just because of that. Since uh, I was gonna say the Alonso, uh, Turco Mohamed knows him, and he won't have a lot of time to experiment. 
uh, I think he'll trust him way more than Diego Alonso did. So yeah, I agree with with whoever wrote that that you know, he'll benefit. ¿Tú qué crees de Jonathan González? ¿Crees que le beneficie la llegada del turco y un poco más? Eh, no, no creo. Digo, tal, lo platicábamos. Eh, ahorita ocupas poner a los. No ocupas, no puedes improvisar mucho. Y para mí, medio campo con, con Charlie Rodríguez y Celso está más que cubierto, la verdad. Para mí, Jonathan, si, si en dado caso, si llegase a quedar Mohamed para la, el otro torneo, probablemente sí sea muy bien beneficiado. Pero en esto que resta de aquí a diciembre, no creo. Sí. So yeah, he doesn't think uh, that he'll be uh, benefited from from uh, Mohamed's arrival because, uh, which is which is right. Uh, if Mohamed maybe stay longer, he would benefit a little bit more. But since we he doesn't have a lot of time, uh, he'll try to continue with the guys that you know have been playing this semester. Yeah. So, uh, next question from Paul underscore Garetek. You, hopefully, I got that last name right. Uh, do you think the players can rekindle the fire they had under Mohamed last under Mohamed's last tenure? And if so, where do you see Maxi Mesa's best position under him? So, do you think the players that are here his first time? Do you think that I guess they can rekindle their form that they had under him? And I think we talked about this a little bit already, where where Maxi Mesa's best position is under Mohamed. But Pat, do you think that again the players? in his first go-around, can get back to that form? I think they should. I mean, this is a team that played their best, or most of the players played their best football on there, you know? So they can just remember those times, uh, maybe, or they should uh, be able to rekindle that fire. Plus, and also, what should give them a little bit more fire is the fact that they didn't actually win a league MX title. So this could, they could also take a, as a revenge, Like like Mohamed will take it, and uh, that will definitely work. And that, and I think Maximus's uh, best position could be yes, yeah, an interior uh, with uh, with uh, Charlie with uh, yeah with Charlie or in the right side as a right you know right wing right wing that can run up the field and be an attacker um, through the right side. Yeah. Um, ¿Tú crees que los jugadores puedan como revivir esa sangre o ese fuego con el turco Mohamed? ¿Y dónde crees que sea la mejor posición para Maximesa eh, con el turco? Yo, ay cabrón, yo, yo creo que muchos iban a, a responder, probablemente uno que otro no, este por obvias razones pasadas que yo sé que algunos jugadores no están contentos, pero al final de cuentas esto es, si ellos ganan, ellos hacen algo bien, este, ganan la institución, pues también ganan ellos, estamos de acuerdo. Este, tienen uh -huh. sus contratos por, 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 también por cosas que ganes, te, te va algo más, de to de todavía los millones que ganas, así que yo creo que sí los va a poder motivar, para mi gusto uh -huh. sí, Turco sí sabe motivar, digo, Turco también ha tenido broncas y problemas con jugadores en vestidores los sabe motivar y, y, es, y con los suyos los, los cuide y los protege bien este ¿cuál era la otra pregunta? la mejor posición de Maxi Mesa con el Turco eh, digo, si Turco implementa otra vez el 4-3-3 para mí es, es eh, Celso Ortiz plantado de contención uh -huh. con Charlie por, por un lado 
Y uh-huh. este máximo es por el otro. Para mí esa es su posición. Uh-huh. Yeah, he thinks that, that uh, Turco has a, the, the possibility of, of uh, inspiring or, um, yeah, inspiring uh, these players once again. He has, you know, his things where he fights with uh, some players, but at the end of the day with his players, with uh, he's always been very protective or very, you know, these are my guys, I'll, I'll die for him, uh, for them kind of way, kind of kind of guy. And, and that with Maximus, his best position is with Celso Ortiz, Charlie, and uh, Maxi next to Charlie. Yeah, on the, on the right side of the midfield. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Uh, this isn't a question, but more of a. Uh, I think this is sh- a shot at you, Pat. But oh. um, Nico, yeah, Nico Garcia Dam just put uh, oh, yeah. hashtag Mohamed. So I don't know if that's yeah. a shot at you. <laughs> well, yeah, he's been he's been telling me all day that uh, you know he he's hating me just because I support Mohamed. But yeah, but, yeah, uh, go with sure, your I mean, Pat that that you had. Okay, I have a, I have a, a, a ton. Have a I don't lot. Know yeah, you have a lot. Let's go through them all. So more. the first one uh, and the most important one, tequila or run? That's what, one of the questions. No, but oh yeah, then we had another one that this doesn't really make sense. Um, well, uh, okay, here's the first real question. Uh, if this depended on you guys, do you give continuity continuity to Mohamed next semester or in the winter do you bring somebody else? This is from Jess Leal Siete, who's a, I, an amazing Twitter. Yeah, I, I we had to have her on the podcast someday, but um, we I I think it's performance based. I think if the team does well that maybe you give it a, a, a look, but it would be based on whether this management stays because as I've learned watching sports, if there's a new management that comes in, they want their own people. So it, it, it'll, it'll all depend on who's yeah, in charge. So for me, if if Davino, Ornelas, and all that crew stays after after this semester and they go into the clausura all the same, I think they'll probably bring them back. But if if they're gone and they have to bring a new a new president and all that, then they're gonna have to bring in their own person. So, tú Regio Rayado, si dependiera de ustedes, le dan continuidad el siguiente semestre o en invierno traen a alguien más. A mí me gustaría, claro, que se quedara un semestre más y le da la continuidad, pero también tiene mucho que ver. Es que vuelvo lo mismo, la directiva. Si, sí. por ejemplo, yo, Turco Mohamed, digo, ¿sabes qué? Ok, me voy a quedar, pero yo no quiero que, yo no quiero que se quede Dorlan Pavón, yo ya no lo quiero en mi equipo. Para mí, la directiva no ha sabido decidir, ¿sabes qué? El jugador se va y el técnico se queda. Eh, normalmente la directiva es al revés, es, ¿tú no quieres al jugador? Pues es lo que hay, si quieres, si no, vete. Y así pasó, uh-huh. o sea, para mí hay jugadores ya ciclados que si el, al técnico no le vas a dar uh, el, la posibilidad de decir, ¿sabes qué? Yo no lo quiero, o este jugador no, yo no, no cuenta, pues entonces no, no nos sirve que se quede, porque va a haber esa fricción al final de cuentas durante todo el torneo. Uh-huh. Pero sí, ¿qué es lo que el técnico te pide? O sea, el técnico te pide que le des, que le des mando, le des riendas y decidir si, quién se queda y quién se va. Que es lo uh-huh. mismo que te pide Almeida, y Almeida no sé lo que hiciste dar, y ahí están las consecuencias, o sea, 
el técnico también quiere este, tener un poder de autoridad, yo quiero suponer. Me gustaría que se quedara así, pero si la directiva no le da poder en ese sentido, no sirve de nada que se quede. Claro. Perfecto. Este es de Roberto Villegas. Uh, he asked, is he the, in the, 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 the one to lift up this, this team? And uh, can we trust on the team qualifying for La Liguilla and do a good job in the, um, in the Club World Cup? I... I mean, there's no other option. He has to be the one or else we're screwed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I liked his, I always liked his style. I mean, offensively, as you guys are saying, like the first, we would be beating up teams that we were supposed to be beating up and, and we'd be a machine just, you know, offensively and, and throughout the regular season. So I think, I think he can. I mean, he has way better players, in my opinion, than when he had his first time around. There's just, just way more talent at at his at his disposal and i think if if he hits the ground running if the if the players know that they got to get their shit together and he understands that hey he needs to get he needs he has no time to waste i think they can all get it together and and it might take maybe a game or two but we might start seeing some signs of life offensively i think maybe the first game against chivas we might just win on talent alone and maybe tactics But I think maybe against hopefully Veracruz we can find that offensive groove and then just plow through the, I think the next two matches that they have after that. So I yes. think or or Pachuca or whoever uh, they they can just you know, like I said plow after that and just move offensively. But um, as for the Club World Cup, I think it'll all just depend on how they're playing into the Liguilla whether they go a deep run or it, it for me it just depends on how the season ends if the season ends on a high note whether it's another finals loss or maybe a finals win then maybe we could have a good showing and, and go all the way to to at least you know give liverpool a run not not i know we have to play either okay. el sad or i don't know who they're playing in that first round because i know we're we're like the second round um mm -hmm. so we'll We'll see if we're playing well, and I think you know, just good mojo. I think they'll they'll have a good showing. Okay, y, eh, es el indicado para levantar este equipo y se puede confiar en clasificar la liguilla y hacer un buen papel en el mundial de clubes. Para mí sí, para mí es el era el ideal, el indicado en este momento para salir tanto de los cinco partidos que nos quedan con el mundial de clubes y para mí sí 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 califica, no hay de otra. Uh -huh. Este, esta es una pregunta que no le hemos tocado mucho y creo que es importante ver cómo va a funcionar. Uh, do you believe Jansen will, or uh, how will Jansen be with Mohamed? With Mohamed? Pat, uh, I think it all depend. Maybe he's interested in playing two strikers and then I'm hoping he, fight, he, he's, he can help him, you know, find his groove. I, I think it sucks for him that he has to go through this because I don't know. I just I, I want him to succeed, and I'm hoping that he's seen enough video of Jansen that he can probably consider putting two strikers. Because I think they I think they just need offense. They just need to see more go more than one goal go in. Like it's just all that mentality, and they gotta have that. Just they got to see the, the ball go into the net multiple times, and I think they just got to go maybe 
maybe it's this match or, or or the next match, but they gotta have at least two strikers because I think they play well together. Like they don't get in each other's way. They don't occupy the same space. Just because Jansen sometimes he drifts into the midfield and and he sometimes himself recuperates the ball. He he gets it himself and he he's the one that can be the link between the the striker and the midfield. So I'm just hoping that he can. Yeah, Mohamed gives him a, a fair chance and, and some actual playing chances and, and playing him with like good players and not just coming off the bench. Yeah. ¿Tú crees que, bueno, ¿Cómo crees que juegue con, con Jansen? Es un tema muy difícil, Jansen. Este, yeah. Yo creo que sí le va a dar posibilidades. No creo de titular, no creo. Pero sí dándole... Este, entrada de, de cambio en los segundos tiempos pero para mí se va a morir con la de él que va a ser Funes Mori adelante uh -huh. y no va a haber de otra digo para mí tampoco es como que Jansen me ha demostrado que debe estar antes que Funes Mori digo tampoco tampoco es me gustaría que le fuera bien claro Jansen pero yo sigo insistiendo que ahorita Funes Mori es mejor que Jansen ya yeah. ok Um, next one, uh, I think we've talked about this one from Saul van der Ech, Saul Brutal. Keep, uh, what position do we think Maximus? Uh, yeah, we talked about yeah, that. was another question. We've talked yeah. about this. Uh, and then one, this one as well. Uh, is this a frustrated attempt to kind of stop this whole uh, fury of the people? No, uh, I think it's a desperate. Earth? I think it's they're trying to save their jobs. There, there's no other way around it. Like they got. They already fired their their bullet, and I'm not sure how close they were to getting Almeida, but now it's just about them saving their job and and trying not to get fired or yeah. or at least trying to look good or I don't know. But there, this is just them trying to save their asses. Yeah, tú crees tú crees que esto es un intento forzado de de la directiva como para intentar calmar las cosas. Yo te digo antes que yo creo que no. O sea, si quisieran calmar las cosas irían por otro antes que el turco, porque hay claro. muchísima gente que está en contra del turco. Claro, te ibas por ti alguien más mediático. Eh, claro. Es que vuelvo lo mismo lo que a lo que dije cuando empezamos con el tema turco, que era traer a alguien ur sí urgente, porque al final de cuentas si urge no te podías jugar este, lo que resta del torneo y el Mundial de Clubes con Pepe Treviño y Tito de Serra en tu banca, la verdad no representa nada, eh, no sí. tengo nada en contra de ellos, probablemente sean buenos, pero eh, no tienen fogue eh, a nivel, o sea, a nivel eh, primera división. Este, eh, a, a Mohamed lo traes por un tema de urgencia, tienes que sacarme de este bache, de este torneo, tenemos que calificar porque uh -huh. de, de por sí el estadio no se me llena y la gente que sí compró abono, o sea, te, te, tengo que darle el espectáculo y aparte vender, al final de cuentas una empresa tiene que estar vendiendo. Y, y luego el Mundial de Clubes, o sea, se imaginan que hoy, o sea, la gente que va a ver el Mundial de Clubes que ya compró que el, el boleto de avión, que el hotel al, a Qatar para sí. ir a ver un equipo que lo trae dirigiendo Tito Becerra junto con Pepe Treviño, o sea, ¿Qué, qué, ¿Qué impresión das a nivel nacional, a nivel mundial, perdón? O sea, sí. no puedes hacer eso. Y alguien que ya te conoce la plaza, que ya te conoce parte del equipo, si no es que la mayoría, es el turco Mohamed. Y gracias a Dios, porque así lo digo, estaba disponible. Imagínate, claro. si hubiera tenido equipo ahorita, sería fecha que no tendríamos técnico. 
siendo yeah. sincero. Yeah, yeah, he says uh, uh, in the contrary, if they would have gone for somebody like to kind of calm that waters, they would have gone for something more um, uh, media friendly or fan friendly in a way because Turco has a past. Uh, but 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 that they did did they do a good job uh, getting Turco because you know you 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 don't want to go to the Club World Cup with Pepe Trevino like what's 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 that all about? That doesn't give you any confidence or any uh, you know. Like going to a club world cup with an interim head coach just is not a good look, and that uh, and that thank God Turco was without a team because if he had a team, we would still have no coach at this point. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think, uh, and to just continue on that, I think uh, this Turco does not calm the waters. If anything, uh, management gets into a tougher position because if this doesn't work out. That's it for them. Like nobody's gonna stand it one ever again, you know. So, yeah, yeah Turco's back until December apparently, and uh, we'll see from there. But that's all the all the questions. Uh so yeah, this coaching change is finally, or this coaching search is finally over. We'll see what what happens next, and just go from there, and and just. Yeah, we'll we'll see what what happens. But um, one last thing, uh, Pat, if you want to thank him for coming on the pod, uh, yeah. we do have we I I do have some news to share after the after you do that. Just because this week we're gonna be talking with someone in Qatar, hopefully this mm. this Friday, this Friday morning. It's gonna be one a.m. my time, four a.m. your time, just yeah, because sure Qatar. Make it, but yeah. Because because Qatar is like an eight hour or eleven hour. No, it's an eight hour difference for you, and it's an, an eleven hour difference for me. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk with someone from Qatar who's familiar with uh, Qatar, or he lives in Qatar, and he's familiar with the Qatari league and and, and Al Saud. So we're gonna start previewing the Club World Cup. Sí. Eh, yeah, eh, but that's going to be a really cool. I, I really wish I could make it. I'm going to try my best, I swear. But uh, I, I can't make any promises because it's at 4 a.m. and I have a flight to catch the next day and all that. But uh, eh, no, bueno, antes agradecerte por venir al podcast con nosotros. La verdad es que, que gracias por preguntarlo en Twitter porque si no, si no, no ni lo pensábamos. La verdad es que oh. estuvo muy bueno. Yeah. Bueno, porque que... no, no vino rompas también. Sí, claro, y no vino rompas, como que le dio miedo. Como tenía, siempre. Tenía que decir, no, no quería estar conmigo, rompas. Exacto. Nada, Exacto. Y nada, agradecerte. La verdad es que estuvo muy bueno. Aparte, da gusto hablar de temas tan fuertes de Monterrey, de los rayados, como es un cambio de técnico, sobre todo este técnico, con alguien pues que ha sido fanático desde chiquito, ¿no? Que conoce cómo es esto. Así que gracias, estuvo muy bueno y ojalá pronto pueda estar de regreso. Oh, muchas gracias a ustedes y cuando gusten, ahí estamos, me mandan un DM y con gusto aquí vuelvo yo a poner cátedra para que rompas se enoje. <risa> sí, ojalá la siguiente ya esté con rompas para que ahí tengan su debate. Claro, nada. Lo tengo diario en la vida real. <laughs> Tell if he wants us to add anything, like anything, sí. like just Twitter account or, or anything else that he wants to add before we go. Sí, pon tu Twitter, donde seguirte, la gente que puede ver de ti, eh, tu Instagram, todo. Lo que quieras que la gente sepa de ti o donde te siga, dilo oh. ahora. 
Con Twitter me quedo. Eh, me encuentran como arroba soy regio rayado. Así. Este, van a poder leer tanto como temas serios como este. Porque al final de cuentas es un tema que a todos los rayados nos importa o nos interesa. Pero uh -huh. también puede, pueden leer temas eh, de risa relacionados también al club. O sea, pues no es está. que todo, todo tenemos que meterle sentido en el Twitter. Porque pues imagínate, si fuéramos todos serios... Twitter ni existiría, ya se hubiera muerto. Sí. <risa> claro, claro. Pero ahí estamos al pendiente y cualquier cosa, la gente me puede este, mandar un DM también. Digo, tengo, tenemos grupos de WhatsApp donde eh, participamos como gente de rayados y si me mandan DM ahí los agregamos. Buenísimo. Buenísimo. Are you in those DM, are you, are you in that group chat? Uh, you know, I'm in a couple. I, I actually, I was in one that I got, uh, that I just exited it just because it was like a thousand messages every time I... I ah, sí, sí, eso sí, es que a, a eso voy. Prepárense porque si son muchos mensajes, o sea, es gente sí, que diariamente mucho. está escribiendo este, y obviamente que participe, no queremos este, bultos como Patrick que nada más entran a, a leer los chismes para tuitearlos y ganarnos la nota. Eh, <risa> no, sí, digo, aunque ahorita ya en los que estoy ahora ya, sí creo que en dos o tres, no sé, ya los de un poquito más porque no son tan intensos. Había uno que era una cosa de locos. Pues, ¿Te acuerdas el nombre? Somos rayados, creo. ¿Cómo? Creo que somos rayados, algo así. así nomás. Ah, los, lo... el, de, el de somos rayados. Sí, yo lo, pero le cambian el nombre siempre, algo así. Sí, sí, es que no puedes quedarte con el mismo nombre porque luego se pierde. Y te, ah, andan, okay. te andan sacando temas en otros grupos de WhatsApp. Es que es un tema, o sea, es un tema que yo no entiendo cómo gente se gancha por tener un grupo de WhatsApp. Digo, sí, sí, sí. Les, les molesta que tengas grupo de WhatsApp. Está... Sí, me, da, me he dado cuenta que es algo fuerte en la comunidad Twitter rayada, ¿no? Exacto. O sea, yo no, yo no entiendo por qué te enojas si tengo un grupo de WhatsApp. O sea, si quieres estar, dime y te metemos. O sea, no es como que ah, es exclusivo, nada más para nosotros y nadie más. O sea, nada. Entonces, de todos, somos rayados al final de cuentas. Al final del día, es por, por un bien al club. O sea, al final, todos participamos a lo que sabemos, a lo que le entendemos y todos somos parte de... Exacto, exacto. ¿Cómo vas con la quiniela? Pues levantando, levantando ahí, la verdad. Andabas por el lugar 15 y, so y somos 16. Sí, sí, era penúltimo, justo para el último lugar. Pero no, levantando, yo creo que ya con Mohamed ya me tengo más confianza. Con Diego Alonso era complicadísimo, perdimos mil puntos que no, no se deberían de haber perdido, ¿no? Y eso fue lo que me mataron. Contra Juárez, ¿cómo pierdes esos tres puntos contra Juárez? Exacto, yeah. exacto. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Pat, if you want to add your Twitter account and where people can follow you because you have, or, and there's some stuff that you're doing today, uh, people want to check that out on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, was, well, you can follow me at Tsunami Peaks. And uh, yeah, today I went with uh, BMS Plus, uh, who, who, there might be something cool coming up. Uh, Regarding Rayados in Spanish, uh, just Rayados in general, uh, like a show. So that that might happen. I'm pretty excited, and I'm gonna have people like Soy Regio Rayado, and a ton of Twitter and, and media personalities there. I'm I'm waiting. I don't want to confirm it just because it's not confirmed. And uh, yeah, tsunami pics on Twitter and Instagram, and yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's it. Uh... Uh, there's gonna be no podcast next week because I accidentally booked a vacation. For I, I thought I thought the week off was l next week, FPI. so 
<laughs> I thought the big, I thought the week off was next week instead of this week. So um, there's gonna be no no gift content on Sunday against Chivas because I'll be a I'll be in Canada, and um, and so podcast will probably come out on Tuesday because I don't come back till Monday night, and I don't want to do a podcast uh, on Monday night just because I'll be tired from from traveling. But um, but yeah, we'll see how this new era or this era of Turco Mohamed goes. So for for Patrick, for Soy Regio, for myself, Eddie, I'll we'll chat later. <laughs>